0: Hi, I'm Marty McClymon, and welcome to Ladyland.
1: Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out, I didn't. So, I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. Hey, Marnie. Thanks Hi. for coming in today. Thanks. How are what you? Are doing? Doing? I'm great. I like to have my guests introduce themselves. Would you mind telling people a little bit about who you are and what you do? The Cliff Notes version. Yes, me. please
0: i've lived in nashville now 20 ish years and my ultimate dream of the world was to work in the music business so i went to belmont university and flash forward 20 years of working my tail off i am manager and tour manager for breba mcintyre brooks and dunn and terry clark and no, big work- <laughs> no big deal
1: no big deal Just a little heavy
0: hitters. Uh, (laughs) And I work for a company called Maverick Management, which is a international management company owned by Live Nation. So we're kind of a small office uh, in Nashville, but we have offices all around the country.
1: Okay. What is your job? Do you have one job title? No, only because honestly, most managers
0: or day-to-day managers are sometimes called, don't tour manage. That's what, okay, this is where I get confused
1: with you. I do
0: too, it's Okay. okay. You do both? I do both, okay. which is rare. So for Brooks and Dunn, I do in the office, day-to-day management, but then I also go on the road and I do tour management. Okay. I do the same thing for Reba. And for Terry Clark, I'll only do day-to-day, I don't tour manage. She has a tour manager that okay. does that. So I can only be in so many places at one time.
1: So you do the job of a lot of people? <laughs> a small army,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the reason that came about is I had no intention ever of being a tour manager. Like, it did not interest me at all until we, s- about th- four years ago, yeah. we, we meaning Reba and Brooks and Dunn, started our residency at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Everyone should come and see us. And so, at the time, they were like, we need someone to come out. We need, Reba has a person, Ronnie has a person. I already did Kix's World for many years, and so I was like, why don't you just come out and handle guests and, you know, date it if you need stuff all in Vegas. Okay. Because we are there for, like, two weeks. Yeah. So it made sense for me to go, and I was like, well, that's not really tour management. That's like moving to Vegas for two weeks and doing my job <laughs> out there.
1: Yeah, I remember when you would, like, take your bike, and I thought, well, she had time yeah. to And I, that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Although biking in Vegas, I learned, is very hot and hilly. No, there's no way. So then
0: it kind of morphed into, like, the guys wanting to do some shows outside of Vegas, but it was only, like, a weekend here and there. And so yeah. I was like, well, I surely could figure that out.
1: Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so... Famous last words yeah. of every professional woman <laughs> ever. Yeah,
0: so I uh, I did a couple weekends here and yeah. there, and then about a year ago, Reba's tour manager, who's awesome and I love her to death, she decided to move on and manage another band, and so full time. And so everyone kind of went, uh, "What do we do?" And so Reba and I got to know each other, become friends, and gone on vacations together, and kind of totally normal. Which honestly, is. <laughs>
1: To- totally normal. <laughs> totally
0: normal. Yeah. Trust <laughs> me. My 12 year old brain many times goes, what? <laughs> so yes. she's awesome. We get along really well, which honestly in a tour manager relationship, you spend a lot of time together. So that's a big part of it. So we said, you want to do this? I said, I'm game. If you're game, let's do it. Let's go on the road. So Wow. So yeah. you've been Reba's tour manager what, two-ish years? I would say it was a year in March. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah, not too long, but it's been great. We I've, I mean, I can't even count the imagine,
1: like, all the places I've been, so. I loved her when I was little.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved her my whole life. It, who hasn't? I mean, and she knows. Icon. She knows my, you know, she loves to go, Marnie, tell everyone who your first concert was, and it was her, so. <laughs> yeah. And my last concert before I moved to Nashville to go to Belmont was Reba, and Dunn, and Terry Clark. That's
1: okay i knew the reba and brooks and dunn part yeah. i did not know the terry clark like, that's, that's insane it is so if that's not i don't god. know god and when was, that was like 90s that have been 98
0: that's i went nuts. to baltimore with my mom to see that show and i have pictures of it you know those terrible pictures you take from you know the 300 oh, level yeah. section <laughs> of reba brooks and Dunn and terry clark and 20 years later here we are wow so yeah it's crazy. That is
1: absolutely crazy. Work your butt off, kids. It works. Man. Okay. So you're very busy. This is the first time I've seen your human body. And we said at least a year. At least. Which is yeah, crazy. So I follow you on Instagram. It's okay. You're not the only one that I haven't seen in a year. I know. So people are going to be so jealous when they hear this. <laughs> like, Kim got to see her. Yeah. I want to talk about the Kennedy Center Honors. Yeah. Because I know through Instagram you were there. And then when I watched it over Christmas, I was texting you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you were there for
0: this. Working with Reba puts you in a whole different, puts you around a whole different type of people. Just okay. Just because of she's been in TV and film and all that stuff. And you this, mean like celebrities that aren't yeah, necessarily sure. just country music singers? Right. Okay. Right. So, obviously, such a huge honor to get the Kidding Oh, my Center. God. And, you know, when I'm prepping for it and all that stuff, I'm advancing
1: everything, which is my job is... Wait, what do if, you... If, Okay, I, don't, I didn't think about this part. I just thought you went. No, so You were working. Yes. In a ball gown. (laughs) I was working in a ball gown, which
0: sometimes is hard. Uh So for everyone that doesn't know what a tour manager does, my job is logistics, details. I say that I move bodies, which sounds terrible, but it's true. Like my job is to get all the people, whether it's two of us or 35 of us, to and from an event and how we're going to get there, when we're going to get there, why we're going to get there, what we're going to wear and all the things. In cities you don't live in. Cities I don't live in. Okay. So the nice thing about the Kennedy Center Honors is they pair you with a person Oh. That works for the Kennedy Center. Okay. So we had this amazing girl named Jane. Shout out to Jane. Shout out Jane. Who works in the ballet department at the Kennedy Center. Great. And so she is like your go-to person. God, I had no idea. So I advance everything with her. Like, where are we going when, you know, all the details. Okay. And then the extra not thing that happened, we got to D.C. Uh-huh. And I got word that 41 yes. had passed. Um, Oh, God, that's that's right. Yeah, we had been in communication with his team knowing that obviously he was getting a certain age. Yes. So when he passed, we knew that Reba was going to sing. And so that was then thrown into how we're going to fit that into then going to Vegas and all that stuff, too. So it was a big week. (laughs) Um, I would say we started with the Kennedy Center Honors, went to Vegas through a presidential funeral in the middle and then went back to Vegas. But all that to say, the Kennedy Center Honors was amazing. They don't tell you who's going to perform. So it it was a surprise to all of us. Really? Obviously, I knew that Brooks and Dunn were going to be there because I also (laughs) did the logistics for Brooks and Dunn it'd be hilarious if that yeah. was somehow a surprise to you yes <laughs> so i obviously we we saw each other in the hallway and it yeah. was like all right the cat's out of the bag but um yes. mm-hmm. but then you're you know they put everybody at the same hotel so okay we run into Very little nice. big town oh. and we don't know if little big town is there for oh. us us meeting reba yes she's not there for me but we don't know if little big <laughs> town's there for reba or for whoever yeah turns out they were there for share so yes and then the night before, they have a really cool dinner at the State Department, I believe. Okay. And it's much smaller. Friends and family, and each, they do a little thing for each honoree, and they're, like, they have a special guest to a toast, and Melissa Peterman from the Reba show, Barbara Jean, oh, man. she did the toast, which was so
1: good. So, so
0: you got to go to the dinner, too? Yeah. Anywhere that Reba goes, I go,
1: generally, is the rule. It's the tagline for this episode? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. it's um, It was amazing. It was to be at something like that that not obviously everyone gets to go to was huge.
1: It was amazing. I watch it, I think, most years. Mm -hmm. For sure, I've been watching it ever since Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Love that Hamilton tie-in. But I was watching it this year on Christmas vacation, like, in a cabin alone. And I think I had been drinking and, like, eating cookies. And I (laughs) cried so (laughs) Much during Rebus. I don't yeah. think I knew how much emotion and nostalgia I had around her yeah. and her music yeah. until I saw all of that. It's, it was Man.
0: huge. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. It's amazing, too. The taping is, like, three hours long. Oh. But the televised is, like, 2 Yeah, not I that think, two, two hours long. Wasn't that so long. So it was interesting to see the stuff that they kind of cut out. It was mostly yeah. on hers was just, like, speeches and stuff like that. Hicks Brooks said the nicest thing in the world. His speech to her at the end was amazing, and they cut it for this oh, no. broadcast. So. Oh, surely it's somewhere we can play it for her, but yeah. it, it was cool so we weren't that was one where we I wasn't seated with her so okay she she's up in the balcony obviously and yes. we were we meaning her guests were like under the balcony oh. so we couldn't even really see her that's probably for the best yeah at one time she did lean over and gave us a wave but um, <laughs> yeah so it was fun it was a great weekend yeah. and then we hightailed it back to uh, went to Vegas and then we went for 41's funeral we had a show that Wednesday the funeral was Thursday in Houston so we had a show in Vegas which okay. is not the right time zone switch like going west coast to east oh, to yeah, you central eastern you mountain. lose all your hours oh, so okay we literally got an airplane at 11 o'clock at night after our vegas show flew oh. all night to houston landed at like four in the morning and uh went to the funeral which to be honest that was kind of by far one of the most ama- i mean i don't care what you think politically yeah doesn't matter i was seated like behind the grandchildren <laughs> and i somehow
1: thinking, don't think who I am i this? like who am
0: i <laughs> but they yes. were you know W. George W. came in and they all said hi. And obviously she's been friends with him forever. But that was one of those moments where I was like, how did I get here? I'm so honored. Just I thought I'd be seated, seated in the parking lot just waiting (laughs) for her to be done. But yeah. And she was amazing. So, man, it was great. Then we went back to Vegas and knocked out some more shows. (laughs) That was all in a week or like a cut like three days. That was in like, yeah, three or four days.
1: That is bananas. What's the craziest moment you've had so far? I mean, though, I, honestly, I think that presidential funeral was like,
0: whoa, this is like yeah. next level. No, no, that, next that level. makes sense. That's And that's
1: what made me think, like, is yeah. that
0: the, like, how did I get here? That's next level, I think. So I've been with Brooks and Dunn. I've been with Brooks and Dunn long as I've for, eight, for 19, 18 years. Yeah. No, that's not right. 17 years. Yeah. Basically, I interned while I was in college. Literally the week I graduated, I started with Brooks and Dunn and <laughs> have not left. Nashville. Yeah. So obviously I've done awesome stuff. In the music business, yeah, with all the acts that I work with, yeah, and I think when you get outside of your circle is when you go, "Oh, this isn't normal." That um, makes
1: sense. I can see how a presidential funeral yeah, is outside and that of I was twenty your norm.
0: feet from his casket. And yeah, you're like I don't think I should be here. <laughs> who looked? Who put me here? But you know, <laughs> obviously it was honored. Yeah. But but then you know, there's some moments of just musical fandom that I love that. I was in an elevator with Pink at Whoa. the CMA Awards, God, and I, I was like, her. "Oh, be really cool." And I wanted to tell her that I had just done a whole yoga class to her music, and that <laughs> I thought that would be really nerdy. So I just was tried. I didn't say anything. I bet
1: she would have loved. that. She probably would have, but I was scared. <laughs> I bet she is very gracious and nice I, to talk to. I you. gather that. Yeah, that's what I want to believe about yeah. Pink. Yes,
0: yes, you always want to. Yeah. You know, those people that are like, oh, I bet they're cool. Please be nice. Yeah.
1: So your story of how you got here is hilarious that you went to this concert and now these (laughs) 20-ish years later, you work with them. If you could could time travel back to College Marnie, Mm. like what would you even – what advice would you give her? Like what would you even say? Like you're going to be okay. You're going to work with these people. Yeah.
0: I think probably just chill out maybe a little. (laughs) You know, when I was in high school – I was in high school ninety four to ninety eight. Okay. When the women of country
1: Yo, were jail. preach
0: it. <laughs> and I was living in Virginia, mostly near a military yeah. community, FBI, Northern Virginia. What's your dad's like, always get his he's Captain a, Major? Uh, lieutenant Colonel in the Marine Corps.
1: Yes. And so I did a half iron man with Marnie's dad. There, there you go. <laughs> He's the only dad I've done a half Ironman with. (laughs) I love that. Um, So even
0: the country music at that time in that area of the country was not huge. Really? I remember my sister came back from college around that time and went, what happened to you? (laughs) Like country music has thrown up in your world. But it was big. It's huge here. Yeah, and I mean, the, obviously, of course, and I but it really wasn't like I was listening to Whitney Houston and the Pointer Sisters and Duh. Debbie Gibson and still all am. that. Like, yes. <laughs> but then around fifth grade, I found Mary Chapman Carpenter and Reba yes. McIntyre and Amy Grant. And I was like, Amy Grant, oh. Oh. now she is one that I Amy still Grant. am a, a total idiot around and I can't <laughs> handle myself. But so then I was going to be when I went through high school, I was like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in sports medicine. Well, oh, I, I forgot realized, about this part of you. Okay, I realized, like, really, the only part I've like, really liked about that is the sports part. You would hate it. I don't like body fluids and touching no. other people's feet and the science and You'd the you have to be so close to people's bodies. Yeah, I'm not good with that. <laughs> so, yeah. I realized I went to my first Reba concert in 95 and went, well, gosh, there's got to be people that work here. What do they do? So, Man. thankfully, when I went to Belmont, Belmont was the only place I applied. So, thank really? God that worked out. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and then I then literally I went to Belmont and was gung ho music business student. Yeah. I stayed here in Nashville every summer except for my last summer. So I feel like I rushed through college. Of course but you did. I packed everything I possibly I I interned for Reba for a year. Yeah, interned for Clarence, my boss Clarence yeah. Spalding, uh, Brooks and Dunn for a year, and then I worked for the Grammy organization. Worked for Kenny Chesney. I worked like all within three and a half years, and then. The week I graduated, Clarence needed an assistant and I was like, Well
1: heck, I'm ready to go. And I have not stopped since. But that was when did you graduate? Two thousand and
0: one? December of two thousand one. Okay. So Man,
1: you really are coming up on twenty years. Yeah.
0: I will say, if I knew if I would have taken a little it easier or taken a break, I don't know if it would have turned out this way. So fair. I would say it worked out how it's supposed to work out. Also,
1: I think, that's not your style. No, I'm pretty like I'm not gonna breaks. fail at this, <laughs> and I'm hell
0: or high water. I'm gonna
1: figure it out. So yeah. this is a good transition into your favorite pastime: five thousand dollar races. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Where have those gone? Marnie does Ironman races, which probably you kind of know what that is. They're triathlons. I've already forgotten like the breakdown of miles. It's a lot. 140 miles. 140-mile 140 race. Point totally, six. Yeah, totally normal. They take about 12 to 16 hours. You do it all at once. So Marnie does those. And a fun fact, if you're friends with Marnie, sometimes you get talked into him. And Kim has done a half. I did a half, which is only and 70 killed miles. Only Don't say only. <laughs> Don't, I hate when people do that. <laughs> I only ran a 5K. Don't say only. Only did Own a, that. Only did a seven-hour race. Well... <laughs> With your dad? Yes. It's funny. When I met you and learned about triathlons, I was like, oh, this sport makes so much sense. Like, if you're organized and athletic, this is what you do. Yes. And now that I'm, I'm using air quotes, retired, I'm like, oh, no, this is a sport for crazy people with too much money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crazy people, yes. And some too much money. I don't know how I figured that out. I added up that half Ironman I did. Don't add it up. I I needed to know. Why? It was... It was so, it was over $3,000 that I spent the year I did that half Ironman. <laughs> yeah, um, that's about right. Okay, so how many, I don't remember anymore, how many half Ooh. Ironman and how many full, do you even know? Half Ironman, i probably around 20 at this point. But, Marnie. 15 Marnie, or 20. I hope my expression comes through with my tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. You've done 20 half Ironmans. I think
0: probably. it's Maybe nuts. 15, maybe not 20. <laughs> I know. And fulls, I've done five. I just did my last one. It was October of 2017. Right kind of before I got the Reba gig. Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, I felt like four was
1: unfinished business. (laughs) (laughs) Is that crazy? At Um, this point, everyone listening is nodding like, oh, that's how she does this job. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll be honest. Yeah, Yeah. So you have to swim. 2.4 2.4 miles. No big deal. bike, 112. You sure. have to run 26.2 miles yeah. marathon in one day. Easy. So I've done Lake Placid, Louisville, Florida, Chattanooga, and then Louisville again was my last one.
1: Lake Placid is the one I almost oh, signed up it's for. It's so good. We were at a Halloween party. Oh, yeah. I know. I almost signed up I for it. I should have a list of all the people I've talked into doing these. You should. Um, There's a yeah, lot of us. There is.
0: And look how much your life
1: has been enlightened. <laughs> No? Yeah. I just felt a twinge of pain in my knee. Yeah, Oh, my God. I
0: know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I wanted that fifth one. And that October of 2017 was perfect timing with the touring I had going on. Okay. And Vegas. I did have to ride my bike in Vegas when it was 118 degrees. Mm -hmm. But if you get up real early, it works. So triathlon career has been put on the back burner for now. Yeah. On a full, just full honesty. I've had a hard time wrapping my brain around that. But I think I have to realize that. Obviously, what I wanted to do twenty years ago is happening. Yeah, and I should say this is—you know—I'm living the dream. I mean, gosh, yes. I'm just adapting my athletic
1: career to what. Are I you forty am, yet? No. Okay. Our shared friend, Julie Co. Shout mm-hmm. out Julie Co. Coco, hot, hot Coco. When I went to see her in Boston a couple years ago, she also was, I think, conflicted about not running or doing triathlons anymore. She is a Marnie. She's done all these fucking races. Um, Much smarter. hmm, hmm. She's curing cancer. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But she said that she's realized that she has so many units of energy to expend in a day and she can sleep. She can be good at her job. She can take care of her dog. And like maybe she can remember to eat lunch. But like she can't do all of those things and train for a race and work out. And and she just was like, at this station in my life, I have to be really good at my job. Yes. And my my dog can't feed himself. And I have to sleep to be good at my job. She's like, you just you only have so many units. Yeah. And that was really freeing for me because I was in the beginning of I can't work out like this anymore. And as soon as I stopped, I got a lot better at my job. And so I think about what Julie said all the time. That's awesome. Every year I get older, it's a lot clearer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't do all those things. Hi. Do you like podcasts? I hope so, because you're listening to one. If you like podcasts, I have something else you might like. Audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, including I Miss You and I Bleak, written by Ladyland's own Mary Laura Philpott. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, feeding the chickens, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's 14 dollars with your first month of membership. Use the code Ladyland at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. So how do you even be a human? Like when you're home, what do you do? Well, this past
0: weekend, I was home for, I mean, I've been home for a while now. So like, I've kind of been neglecting my house. So I spent a whole ton of time on putting my house together right? okay when i speaking of the kennedy Center owners when i left <laughs> for the kennedy Center owners like november 30th mm-hmm. i came home for like one night halfway through to go then to christmas break came back on december 30th and i found a deceased cat living not living <laughs> had died <laughs> under my house i should not have laughed at that no it was grizzly. damn i walked into my house and i was like Oh, Oh, you could smell it? Something's died. Damn. And I don't know what it is. So that's what happens when you're on the road for a month. Things happen and you don't realize it. And he had gotten, my house is set into a hill. I have Mm -hmm. storage doors. He got under the storage doors, died, couldn't get out. Obviously, couldn't get out and then died. But it was a grisly situation. So these first couple of months of the year, I had Brooks and Dunn and Reba both had albums come out on the same day. (laughs) Uh, and we had ACM awards, which were all in the same week. Oh so, the first couple of months of the year been a little busy. Okay. So, I wasn't able to remedy the uh, cat-critter problem at my house. So, I did that all the weekend. And I, I mean, I, I did all kinds of things. I power washed.
1: Is that relaxing?
0: Well... <laughs> Me, it is. I no, think fine, and I think probably because I haven't been able to do as much of that stuff, and I like to, like, yeah. feel like I've achieved things and I haven't been working out, so it felt yeah. good to like work. Yeah, and I'm very good with concrete. I made a whole like concrete <laughs> lip thing for the critters so they don't get under the door. I'm very impressed with my work. You can check out my Instagram if you like. To see I did, it.
1: I just assumed you had someone doing that for you. Oh, no, you I did, did that all the my
0: concrete, time. yeah, I dug out all the rocks and then I okay mixed. Four, pound, four bags of – 60-pound bags of concrete. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I <laughs> – yeah, and I made a whole drainage system. It was a whole thing. That's um, a
1: that's a real whole thing.
0: Yeah. I hope it works because it took a lot of work. But, okay. Yeah. When I go home, I also – obviously, I see all my friends that I don't get to see. Yeah. And they are the most patient and amazing friends that I can just pop in and it's like I've never left. Yeah. Because obviously – they put up with me missing stuff and all that. So hang out with friends a lot. Yeah. And my dog, I do have a dog still. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about Cooper. Little Coops. Coops is a schnoodle. Where does he stay when you're out? Does he just go to your parents' house or do you board him? In the beginning of the year, this year, he was boarded okay. uh, at Miss Kitty's,
0: And mm. then if, for these long stretches, he goes to my parents' house. Yeah. So major shout out to my parents who are awesome and take care of my yes. dog for months at a time because i wouldn't be able
1: to do it they are awesome yeah do you get to relax when you're out on the road i mean i know you're not working like the whole time you're there but you're kind of you have to mostly be on call you know it's funny i've
0: sometimes i have friends that are like oh i'm gonna come see you when you're in such and such town and whatever and what if it's a normal oh. show day that's totally fine as long as everyone understands that like i am on call okay um if we're on a trip like, they would go to L.A. and go do whatever in L.A., where yeah. you're not from sunup to sundown doing something. If I do have an off day, yeah, we'll definitely relax and love to go out to eat and all that stuff. Yeah. We definitely, yeah, there's downtime. But, yeah, I, I'm always ready to go, ready yeah. to do whatever I need to do. Because that, that's yeah. my job. And I don't feel like, you know, and honestly, I don't have any friends in L.A., so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so uh if anybody wanted to see me, uh, I don't know anybody out there. So for me, okay, it's like fair. I'm always ready to do whatever needs to be done that day. And sometimes I make a plan and I adjust it. And sometimes we never miss a meal, so I always know <laughs> there's a fun restaurant or something. Or you know, yeah, my brain is always on. I guess if that... yeah, I
1: would. That's what yeah. I would think. Like even if you had like yeah. a day and a night off, I don't know if I could disconnect. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes it's better for me to
0: just like if I do have a night where I'm just hanging in a hotel room with Kix and Ronnie or Reber, whoever are going to do whatever they're doing. I usually don't go anywhere, which is really not.
1: I would just watch a movie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) My most favorite thing about Vegas is they have barely any TV channels. And so there's always. Oh, because no one's in the room. Because no one's in the room. I am, but nobody is. (laughs) So there's always a friends marathon that I will watch and just vegetate or watch Netflix or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I'm usually the one in Vegas that's going to bed at like 9.30 and I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's nothing beyond the casino walls that I need to see on the strip or anything, but I try and work out and all that stuff. Gives
1: me a little me time. Yeah, that makes sense. What would you do with two more hours a day? Probably sleep. What would you do with two more hours a day on the road? Two more hours a day on the road. Probably work out. Okay. Okay. I've
0: had a hard time trying to figure out working out and traveling. <laughs> I know people do it all the time, but I just, for some reason, I always choose sleep over tr- over working
1: out. But I'm yeah. okay with that right now. When I travel, it just feels, even when I'm working, it feels like vacation. Yeah. And my brain won't do what I do at home yeah. if I'm not at home. I also mm-hmm. have a hard time. Like, I don't love a hotel gym. No, they're I, terrible. I want to run outside,
0: and I don't, half the time I don't know where I am, <laughs> which is, yeah, that's not a good excuse. I should go and explore, but On the other hand, sometimes sleep is just way better. Agreed. And what's better recovery than a good night's sleep, so? I know.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. Yeah. not a very exciting answer. Do you ever go and talk to college students? Like, do you advise at all or counsel? Because you kind of have, like, the job people move here to do. Right.
0: You know, I totally would. No one's asked me. Belmont University. Um, I did once. <laughs> Shut out my Curb. <laughs> yeah. I did once. I went to Belmont one time, and I don't know if I scared them to death. Oh, you 100% I was, did. <laughs> I was honest. You know, like, I hate to say it, but you're not going to show up at our door and not have put, paid your dues. Yeah. I paid some dues. You know, I've done every job you can ever imagine. I mean, I delivered back in the day. Tell me. When the charts were printed in magazines. Wow! Because we sold CDs back then. Uh, Those are I, compact discs. Yes, and there was more than two record <laughs> lab- or three record labels in town. I would go around and deliver all these magazines to all these offices, like Giant Records and Mercury and MCA. And your, like I would. Oh wow! Like that was my little side job and then I worked in the music business office and then I interned and then I, I mean, I just did everything you can imagine. Like I knew like nothing was going to be handed to me. Not that people think that now, but in the, honestly, the business is so different now. It's okay. consolidated a lot. There's not a lot of jobs. So really, if you have a job. You should keep that job. <laughs> um, it's just changed so much. Yeah, I, you know, I think I was honest with students. And they said, you know, one student asked me, do I need to go get should I go to get my master's degree in the music business? And I was like, no, no, that's cute. You should go work <laughs> the biggest honestly, and I think now that I've done the tour manager thing, I think every manager should be a tour manager for every for like six months. Like that should be required. Is that like everyone should be a server in a restaurant for six months? You should know how hard life on the road is. Not that it's hard. I don't say that like, like I don't have 20 trucks and 12 buses and 65 people out on the road with me. I have two trucks, four buses, 30 people about, you know, so we're not whoppering at a scale of what Brooks and Dundereba used to be. Okay. But I still get to see like when a bus driver doesn't show up. How am I getting everybody Whoa, there? Okay. That happened last year. I got to get into Canada and a bus driver didn't show up. So I got to fly them in. Well, how am I going them Because they haven't been cleared by customs. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but somehow I figured it out. What did you do? Did you drive the bus? <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem was the bus was also still in Nashville. So I ended up flying our band to each stop and then had a private jet fly. I did two trips to get us to Toronto.
1: And how fast did
0: you work all of that up? I had to work it out within... 12 hours because <laughs> we were at a show and we had a show the next day and then the show the day after that and we had to get to all three shows so yeah I think until you have real life experience yeah Belma can teach you so much MTSU oh, yeah. also and I think when I went and spoke to those kids whoever they were I probably scared the shit out of them but
1: maybe not I don't know I would imagine you were very honest I was very honest probably too honest but God. so um, there's less jobs is that there's more kids and less jobs
0: I think so, yeah. I think the
1: programs have grown
0: yeah, so Belmont's much. Huge. Belmont So when I went to Belmont, when I went there in 98, it was the size of my high school, which was about yeah. 2,500 kids. Now it's 8,000, so. Okay. And obviously not all those are music business students, but. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. And MTSU has an amazing program, too. Yeah. Regular labels are consolidating. They can't, you know, figure out how to monetize everything. Uh, you know, it's definitely different. Now, and that's not to say new jobs haven't been created because of that. The whole digital world and streaming world has created new jobs, different jobs. Some have gone away.
1: Some have been created. I God, just what don't... are the new jobs? I do not know anything about this.
0: Well, you know, you have all your Spotify's and your Pandora's and like those people didn't exist. Okay. 20 years ago. Where do those people live? L.A.? They all have offices here. We all have a presence. Okay. You know, obviously your big headquarters are either yeah. New York or L.A. based, but I think little Nashville is coming along. Okay. Apple Music supposed to be having an office here, I guess. Oh, so I didn't I know here. that. So okay. I hear... Hmm. But yeah, you know, they're newer jobs. So like digital marketing, social media, like, you know, 20 years ago, Facebook wasn't a thing. Instagram wasn't a thing. Twitter wasn't a thing. So you all have your digital marketing teams now.
1: See why you're not allowed to speak to students. See? (laughs) Tell them what's up on the
0: road. I'm the only girl of 34 people, basically. Are you the only? My bricks and done world. Melanie, who worked with Ronnie, is on the road. And me. And then we've got. I hadn't thought about that. About 24. Mm -hmm. I guess there's 12. Basically, 12 in each bus. So I ride a bus with a band. Okay. All my guys, my band guys. Um, What do you do
1: on the bus? Netflix?
0: Yeah. I usually know when to tuck myself into my little bunk and the boys be boys. And they're not boys, they're grown men. They're some are my father's age, but. Yeah. You know, when a bunch of dudes get together, there was still a bunch of dudes. So I know when to just roll myself into that little (laughs) coffin and go to sleep. I put my headphones on and go to sleep. And then we have a crew bus, which is 12 guys. Okay. Sometimes we have an occasional female video tech or a merch girl or something. But yeah, that's the other thing. The road road is very male heavy. God, I didn't even think about that. So I was a woman coming into what is in the past been a very male dominated part of the industry like it's even been, the tour managers of all been yeah okay. for sure especially brooks and Dunworld. world you know okay they've have 30 years of history of, yeah i would probably dare to say all men with a do female. you know
1: are you the f- the first woman for them
0: for a tour manager for sure because i know the, the, the guy scotty edwards who was yeah. the tour manager before me but yeah i would say very few female crew members it's changing for sure you can okay. see it changing especially when you've got your casey musgraves and your yeah you're more these female acts. I think are hiring more women, but yeah, yeah. It, the road is an interesting place. Okay, this whole thing code of the road is uh-huh ridiculous, but <laughs> yeah. And my Reba world is completely different. Like I travel with her. Um, I don't ride a bus, so yeah, it's a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot nicer. <laughs> but, but we have a couple more, you know, female band members on Reba side. But yeah. all crew guys are they're all guys, truck drivers, yeah, bus drivers, yeah, you know. Interesting. Yeah.
1: The women need to keep coming in. Maybe it's what the Belmont out. students need to look into. I,
0: yeah. You know, and also there's no reason why women can't be audio engineers and can't be riggers and
1: can't be. Do you know how many I've tried to find? Like yeah. back when I started this blog series that's now the podcast, which P.S. Marnie was my first bitch. i kind of forgotten. You were the first one. Yeah. I initially wanted I had like a list of like maybe I can find women in these fields and this whole time I've wanted a woman engineer and I know one I know one one and my husband's an engineer so it's not like I don't know people who are engineers
0: i Terry Clark just did her last album raising the bar it's really good yeah Um, she produced it but she also had a great producer female that was that's rare which is sad that it's rare but yeah I think finally people are going oh well why can't we do that so yes awesome yes yeah and there's not a lot of managers I would say that are women
1: I don't know anyone in the, the office, only person I you know, know there's does this
0: job and that's changing too I would say for sure good but it's definitely the music business used to be I would say a pretty good boys club
1: but yeah we're
0: changing the time here good yeah
1: <laughs> are you ready for some very serious rapid fire questions oh gosh yeah <laughs> okay Brooks are done oh lord <laughs> you No, know, that's terrible I mean Brooks but that's terrible <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me your guilty pleasure song, but you can't explain your choice. You just have to say the song. Oh my god. Guilty pleasure. Like when you're pouring concrete. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Okay, wait. You're digging that cat carcass out of the crawl space. Oh god.
0: That was so gross. <laughs>
1: um guilty pleasure song.
0: I have some ace
1: of bass that Yeah, you do. Kind of rocks my world. Okay. It's great. Is that terrible enough? No. Nope. Yeah. Swim, bike, or run? I would say swim.
0: Okay. Biking to me is a means to an end. Running is hard.
1: sign. <laughs> Any performer, dead or alive, you would love to work for? Well, I got to take Reba off the list because she was my yeah. list. Not, um, not that you currently work for. Right. We've achieved that. I would say Pink Ooh. or
0: Amy Grant. I knew you were going to say Amy Grant.
1: I know. I Last just think one. she's awesome. I do too. I know. Fancy. Or the night the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, fancy! <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> it's a fancy fan club. I mean, come on—the red dress. I watch that video randomly like twice a month, and sometimes I cry. There's no reason for so, it. So my friend
0: John, his one of his besties, her mother plays the mother in Fancy, and every time I see it, I go whoa. Through. Although I also like to see—is there life out there? Is no. Belmont's campus
1: in the Pancake Pantry? Is it? Yes. It go sure back is. and watch it. Go back and watch it. So good. Yeah. It's fun. Thanks for coming by. This was a lot of fun. Me. Have fun, fun uh have fun in Vegas soon. Yeah, Vegas, right. going to all the places this year. Okay. Bye Marnie. Bye guys. I'm Kim Baldwin and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. To find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. You can find me at ladyland_podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by U-Drive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.